everybody, and welcome to Mom Cooks Fast and Slow. I'm Alex Sullivan, and I'm delighted to have you at my kitchen table. Today, I have fellow theater enthusiast with me, Kate Simone. Kate works at the theater in town called The Studio and also directs New Canaan High School musicals. Kate finds ways to keep theater in her life while also growing the family she always wanted. We talk about how theater has changed over the years, the writer and actor strike happening right now, and what is missing today in the arts. Also, don't miss the end where Kate announces a new and exciting project coming to New Canaan. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Kate. Welcome to Mom Cooks Fast and Slow. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, you live in New Canaan here with me, and we bonded probably a couple of years ago about being involved with theater and loving theater. Um, and you have certainly had a much more uh, business and career path in theater than I have. But um, I feel like as growing up and in college, we had similar experiences. So I always love talking to you about theater. Um, But I thought we could start off just a bit about your background, how you got into theater, what you studied in school, and then, you know, your path to what you do here in New Canaan today. Yeah. um, So I just had a normal childhood and just ended up really gravitating towards movie musicals. I think my grandmother was the first one to like show me Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. And I just fell in love with all that. And I think um, like even all like the Disney princess movies growing up, like they're all musicals too. So I think, um, I don't know. I just, I just fell in love with all of it, with the singing and the dancing and the acting. And, um, I started doing shows in Waveney Park way back in the day. They had a children's theater program over the summer and during the school year. Um, so I started doing that and those were all kind of fairy tale shows too, which was a little bit on, on trend. (laughs) And, um, Yeah. And then from there, you know, when I was in, when I was growing up, there really wasn't anything here in town to do besides those programs at Waveney. Um, So middle school was probably just more of the same. And then high school, um, I, you know, did all the shows at the high school. And that's when I found my voice teacher um, who ended up opening the studio in New Canaan on Forest Street. Um, And I, you know, just my love for it grew and grew. And um, I ended up going to Syracuse and majoring in musical theater, got a BFA from their program there. Um, And yeah, and I, you know, graduated and did some shows, you know, professionally around the country and in the city and did a little bit of TV here and there. Um, And then, you know, I always knew... um, my life or like, and what I wanted to do would like sort of come to a head. Like I knew always that I always wanted a family and a husband and, you know, to be a mom and raise my kids. Um, but I really never knew how that was going to happen with what I wanted to pursue and what I loved, because as you know, it's, um, really hard to, be in a relationship or have a family when you're doing shows every night or you're traveling around the country. Um, 
And so, you know, it like, for some reason all worked out and I, uh, met my husband who loves (laughs) musical theater, though he doesn't, uh, do it or, or, uh, have a background in it, but he uh, supports it and appreciates it. And was always so supportive of me and what I wanted to pursue. Um, and then we ended up moving out to Connecticut and, um, I was doing some stuff out here. Um, and then, you know, started having children. And I, right before I had started having kids, I started teaching voice lessons, which I never thought I wanted to do. I never was like, wanted to be a teacher to me for some reason that always felt like a failure because it was like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not pursuing and getting jobs doing what I want to do. So I guess I'll have to go teach, but it actually turned out to be this incredible path change for me. And I realized very quickly how rewarding teaching is and how much I really loved it. So I, um, again, started teaching voice lessons when I started having kids and I was doing that up on the like Norwalk Westport border at music theater of Connecticut. Um, and it, that commute just got to be too long. I know that's so silly because I know people have way longer commutes <laughs> than that. Um, but, you know, it just seemed like, why am I going all the way up there when there are places in New Canaan, um, especially the studio where I grew up? Um, so, you know, I ended up getting connected with the woman who now owns and runs the studio on Forest Street. Um, and I started teaching there in the fall of 2019, right before COVID. And then um, so started doing that. And that was great to be in New Canaan, to literally be five minutes away from my house and my kids. And then, um, yeah, in 20, in the summer of 2020, New Canaan High School was looking for um, someone to direct a musical in a pandemic. And I said, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how I started working at McCain in high school. And, um, and that was my first directing job. And, um, I just fell in love with directing and with directing high school aged kids. Um, it's been the best thing ever. And so it's, you know, I never, ever in a million years thought that, this is what I'd end up doing and how my family goals and my career goals would would ever meet, but they really have come together in like the best way for me. So, um, yeah, that's very long winded story. No, no, I, um, I love it. I I wanted to let you speak because there's so much, I wanted to stop you a bunch of times because there's so much important stuff you hit on, but I, your story is just so beautiful and nice. Oh. I didn't want to interrupt you, <laughs> but I did. I wanted to go back and touch on as women, we approach life in in this kind of way where you know you want to be a mom, you know you want to have a family, and then there are careers that you want to pursue that don't match up with that, or yeah. at least they don't match up with the way that you envisioned being a mom. Um, yeah. And I think it's so important that stories like yours are told because just because you don't take one specific path that you originally thought you were going to take doesn't mean that you don't come out the other side in such a more enriching and beautiful life that you yeah. never could have expected for yourself. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, I feel like I, I never thought I was, I never thought I was going to get, uh, married. And then I was, you know, married at 25. You just, yeah, you, you just, you, um, 
<laughs> you know, you don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's beautiful. And I'm so glad that you have been able to keep theater into your, in your life. And it's uh, funny to hear that New Canaan didn't have anything when you were growing up because when I first moved to this town, I was like, oh my gosh, this town is obsessed with theater. I mean, there's the studio, there's the Performing yes. Arts Center, there's Waveney, like you mentioned. There's, I mean, the high school performances are next level of, you know, what I had ever seen growing up on Long Island. So yeah. um, it, this town has really become quite a beacon for theater. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, when they, um, again, like I said, growing up, there really wasn't anything there the middle school sacks at the time when I was in middle school didn't even do musicals. Um, so there wasn't anything, but oddly enough, the studio and the performing arts conservatory opened, I believe the same month of 20 of 2003. So all of a sudden there were, there was nothing. And there were these two <laughs> amazing schools. And I think with like, um, like how popular Glee was back in the day. Oh, I yeah. think that that oh, yeah. shape, like made singing and dancing cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so people are like, oh, wait, maybe this would be fun to go do. And I think I really like credit that show with um, like just bringing it a little bit more mainstream um, for kids. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then I felt like the studio and the conservatory were just booming because all of a sudden it was cool. <laughs> yes. No, I, I loved Glee. Yeah. That was one of my so favorite fun. shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about the high school theater um, here in New Canaan because, you know, like you said, you're directing now a few shows. I feel like now you do at least one show a year since your first show. Yeah. Um, you did in 20, what, 2020, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as someone that loves theater and is so – in awe of the theater program here in New Canaan High School, I thought you could talk a little bit about how the program functions because I do know that you guys also work with a lot of professionals that are still working, either taking a break while they're in between Broadway shows or things like that. So I'd love to understand how the whole program really works. Yeah. Um, in 2020, um, there was uh, someone new came in to run over the program or to run the program. And um, he, uh, his, um, mission is to bring in, um, lots of different people for the kids to learn from. Um, so yeah, he kind of hires directors for every show. Um, and that sometimes there's some overlap. Um, but it's great because, you know, I'm able, like when I'm directing to bring in my own choreographer and music director and there are people who, you know, are in the business, like you said, probably in between gigs of national tours or Broadway or whatever. And, um, it's just amazing for the kids to get that kind of opportunity to work with people like that and people who are really right in the business. So it's nice. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So is there, is there mentorship, um, in terms of like, do kids get paired up with um, people like that? Or is it more just they come in and, and they work through the show with the whole Yeah. Class? It's more like they come in and, and work through the show and, um, you know, certain students I'm sure form closer bonds with certain, uh, creative team members, but, um, yeah, they just, they really work with everyone, which is awesome. 
That's so nice. Yeah. And then is there, I mean, you know, I remember doing theater in high school and it was like we, there were theater kids and then there was the jocks yes. and I, I did a little bit of both yes. and, but it was very like, you know, and the, the, the athletes had this path to college that was like, you know, their path or whatever. And then, you know, the nerds had their path to college and the theater kids, I feel like there was, there was not that path. It felt like at least when I was growing up in, in terms of, we didn't have people that went to Juilliard often that could be like, okay, this is what you need to prep to get into this certain school or these are, you know, does that exist now? Is it a bit more robust than it was when we were growing up? Super robust, although um, to my knowledge, it's not through the high school. So all of these kids, um, especially the ones who want to pursue it in college and beyond, they're the ones who are also... um, taking lessons weekly at the studio with us or at the conservatory or elsewhere. Um, And I know for us at the studio, if you are interested in pursuing this for college, it starts really like this spring, the spring of your junior year. And um, you, you know, work with your voice teacher and with um, Laura Haskins, the woman who runs the studio um, to, you know, work through what every college needs and what you have to prepare for every audition. And it's all slightly different. And it's a lot of, um, a lot of preparation on the kids part. So you, uh, they also have to figure out what material they want to use, what songs they want to use, what monologues. Um, so it is a very intense process, much more intense than when I was applying to school. Um, they have to record a video pre-screen of all their material and they have to pass the pre-screen to be granted an audition in person. So um, that honestly just is all full circle with what we were talking about before. It's like now there are so many kids around the country who want to pursue this. So I feel like while Mm -hmm. it was booming here for when the studio and the conservatory opened, it must have been all over the country because there are now, you know, probably 60 programs that offer a BFA in musical theater. Whereas there were probably like 12 when I was in college and there's Mm -hmm. tens of thousands of kids auditioning versus like hundreds. So, um, it's a really, uh, rigorous process for these kids, um, because just so much is involved and there's so much competition. Right. And is there such a thing as like, do scouts come to the new Canaan high school production or it's not like that? No, I was just talking about that with someone like there are no scouts, uh, that I know of, but I, I really don't think, yeah. I don't think that that happens. Um, I really don't. There's just too much, um, out there for them to try to go see everything. But there are a lot of like pre-college programs that I know these students go to at like at Syracuse or Penn state or NYU or Michigan, they can go do these summer programs where they get to know that particular BFA program at that school and meet those mm-hmm. professors. And so that hopefully is a little bit of a scouting situation for them. Um, but they don't necessarily come out to the high schools. Right. And you're only yeah. going to one program. It's not like you have 10 scouts sitting yeah, in the exactly. seats watching you. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that kind of 
uh, takes me to my next topic that I wanted to chat with you about because like you said, it's not hundreds of kids now wanting to become actors and actresses. It's thousands. Um, (laughs) Thousands and thousands and thousands. Um, And it brings me to the recent actors, writers strike that is going on right now, Um, which has kind of been really interesting for me to watch because I have so many mixed feelings about it. Like part of me understands the residual argument of it, right? Like before streaming, actors would put, you know, do a TV show or do a movie or whatever. And then anytime that movie or TV show got played on TNT, they would get a residual for that being put on a channel. Um, And, you know, you think of someone like Chandler Bing or, or, you know, those guys and you're like, oh, whatever. Sorry, you're not making your millions of dollars. But you think about the people that had like a five minute part on one of those shows. That's like a, it's like a real paycheck that, you know, the big actor or actress really needs. So that, you know, the residuals part of the argument, I understand. I'm having, and I, I I really want your perspective on it. Um, I'm having a hard time feeling bad for the technology argument of it. So, you know, our world has changed in a million different ways because of technology, right? Yeah. I mean, ten, you know, 10 years ago, people started complaining that their jobs in the Rust Belt were being taken away because of technology, because of, you know, globalization of, you know, sending jobs abroad or whatever. And everyone was kind of like, eh, get over it. Like, learn how to code. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, your job is being squashed. And, and you know, technology's coming and you, you better be ready for it. Um, and now this is the – and it was kind of seen as this uh, – uh, grievance from people that worked with their hands, right? Like it was very much like a yeah. that kind of thing. And now technology is starting to hit the arts, right? Like you're there's AI that'll create beautiful pictures. There's yep. you know these deep fakes and and all these things where you can have a looks like a real person, but it's not, you know. Yeah. And now artists are starting to feel the pain of technology. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I want as an artist, as someone in this field who's probably got your pulse more on it than I do, you know, wh- how do you think that this can be resolved or or do you think it can't be resolved or what are your hopes for it being resolved? Like what? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how it can be resolved, but <laughs> I do I do understand that now artists across the board really are feeling the pain of of where technology is going. Like, for example, I think there's a show opening soon, or maybe it's open on Broadway, Here Lies Love, and they wanted to do the entire show, I think, like to pre-recorded tracks. So there would be no orchestra. Um, And like the musicians union, like really, I don't have all the details, so I don't want to like miss uh, represent yeah. what ended up mm-hmm. happening. But I know that that was a recent example just on Broadway of like, wow, jobs are, jobs could easily be taken away because we don't need an orchestra anymore because right. technically we can do it without you. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I don't know what the solution is, but I do know that it's very scary that like you know, your job can be done by a computer. We could have right, a, right. AI just like acting in every 
movie and TV show, just create whatever character you want. Um, I, I just don't know. I do feel like it's a little scary also for actors who have already been on screen where the studio Mm -hmm. or whatever owns the rights to you on film. Right. And they can re with whatever technology, like use your likeness again without your consent or, um, you know, I don't know, shoot a whole new scene because they have you saying all this dialogue and with whatever technology they have, they can just reuse your likeness to do something new and it's not actually you. Um, so that's a little scary. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you as to like where yeah. it goes or what the solution is, but it is a, a little worrisome when it's like you but it's not yeah, you. That's, totally. That's, right. that's scary. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a yeah. little, yeah. Yeah. Well, it also feels like, I don't know, there has to be some sort of fraud, like there has to be some fraud law that could cover that be. or yeah. I don't know. There's, yeah. The thing I, I've been thinking about lately in this topic is I think the reason the arguments that technology can do what artists do is that we've been in this lull, I feel like, in art lately. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't been inspired or moved to, you know, tears or unbelievable, oh my God, that was the most moving thing I've ever seen in a really long time. Like I have to say the, the last time I think art did that to me was in the show Dear Evan Hansen. Mm. Like that was... I, you know, it just, it blew me away with the music, with the story, with incorporating, you know, kind of social media into a, to a live Broadway show. I mean, it was, it was moving art. Um, and I think about the TV we watch and we ingest so much and I'm not sure it's doing us any favors because it's very few and far between that the real true artists, you're like, wow. That was, you know, or or speaking like an orchestra, if you go sit and listen to an orchestra that has really mastered their skill, yeah. you're moved to tears. For like sure. you, you, yeah. There is something about live music, about someone who has mastered their skill, about, you know, someone commenting on, on a period of life in a way that no one else has commented on it before yep. that it feels missing right now. And I feel like the reason people are like, oh, AI can do it or technology can do it is because it feels like we're just getting fed a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I, I thought we could talk a little bit about the art that moved us in our in our previous lives. You know, yes. what what were the, you know, what were the three pieces of art? And it could be pictures or music or mm. or or, you know, a show or a movie, but that really you know, had that effect on you that art was, is supposed to have on us? Yes. That's such a good question. I, to your, to your point, what you were saying before too, as I feel like the studios and the streaming platforms like Netflix and Hulu and everything, like they just crank so much out. Yes. But at the same time, the counter argument as an actor is that it's more opportunities for actors <laughs> to work. That's interesting. I didn't thought. I didn't but, think about that. But also, but you're right in that it's not this like always groundbreaking work. Mm. But 
there are more opportunities sometimes. I don't know. Right. It's like, it's hard. It's from all, I don't know, just an interesting, different perspective to think about. Yeah. No, um, I, that's a really, I, that's, I never thought about that way, but you're hundred percent right. Um, like it. Yeah. I mean, it might yeah. not be good, but like. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, that also goes beyond actors too. Like all the people that the lighting guys and the camera operators and the sound right. technicians, I mean, it's. I don't know. Anyway, but um, yeah, no. I don't know. Pieces <laughs> that moved me when I was, um, I mean, the the three things that come to mind, and this might sound really cheesy, but one of the ones, um, one of the movies that always, that still gets me is um, Little Women, again, based on like mm, the best, mm-hmm. one of the best pieces of literature ever. So um I don't know. I think that like that comment on that moment in time of Mm -hmm. sisterhood and motherhood and career and how do you make all that work for yourself? That always and love and love, of course. And like so, that always and like still gets me. And I feel like it'll get me when I'm like an older mother and like seeing it from the Mm -hmm. Marmy's perspective. But um, so that's one of them for me. One of the other ones that just comes to mind was um the musical once I don't know if you ever oh saw yeah that, but I did. it was yes. really beautiful mm-hmm. all the actors played their own instruments which of course um you know wouldn't quite be in my wheelhouse so I don't know if I'd ever do that show but um I love to direct that show but um that just all the elements the staging and the acting and the musicians being on stage, but like playing while singing, while acting, that Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. was such um, a beautiful um, compilation of like all these incredible artistic um, endeavors coming together. And that, that always really brought me to tears, um, that story and just how it was told. Um, And then you know, something, the one really big thing that comes to mind, which is going to sound very silly, but I just remember being in high school and seeing, um, Thoroughly Modern Millie, which is not a deep piece. Yeah. 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 Very very fun. (laughs) Nothing deep there, but I just remember seeing the actress sing her like 11 o'clock number, Sutton Foster, who you probably know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really remember, and I feel like I was in like one of the first couple of rows in the Broadway theater and just being that close to someone like singing that song with like her whole body and like telling the Mm -hmm. story with like every fiber of her being like I was such a wreck. (laughs) I remember just being so moved by how, by how she was telling the story. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember like running ahead of my parents after the show and like not wanting them to see me crying. And they were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just story about it. Yes. Um, just, you know, crying at a musical comedy show. That's, you know, silly. right. But um, no, but that is like, that's what Sutton Foster can do that no one else is going to be able to create. Yeah. Like she can create. Yes. I mean, that's what. And that's what I know, like, just... o- always loved to, I mean like think about and remember and try to like to get there myself whenever I was performing like just like remember how 
invested every like inch of her body was in that moment and in the whole show. And she's like that mm-hmm. in every show. And to just, she's such an amazing example of storytelling with like everything that you, that you have. Yeah. 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 No, I love, yeah. I love that. I have to, yeah. My, my three would be Dear Evan Hansen, like I said, um, but mm-hmm. my first exposure to theater was, I was think I was six years old, six or seven. I was young, and my mom was always listening to the Les Mis soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And we would listen to it all the time. And now I'm six or seven years old, and I remember I was on a car. We were like on a long drive, and my dad and my mom and myself were in the car, and we're listening to the soundtrack. And I asked. It was the um, it was the song at the end of the day it was on. You know, like mm-hmm. at the end of the night, whatever, and. Yeah. When the song ended, I asked my mom a question about it. I was like, mom, like, why is she, you know, whatever. I forget what question is. And I remember my dad who has zero interest in theater. Like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't like it. He's like, oh, you guys are, you know, sappy, like, whatever. He was like, how how did you get that question from that? Like, how did you understand all the words in that song? Like, you're six years old, you know, and, and there was just something about you know, singing about the, you know, depths of despair of people during the French Revolution that resonated with a six-year-old because <laughs> of how it was done, because of the music, yeah. because of that, you know. And so I always pinpoint that moment as like there's a part of your brain that can be really attracted to musical theater or music or, you know, lyrics that maybe, yeah. maybe you know, the other part of your six or seven year old brain would be like, I want a cracker, you know, whatever. So, yeah. um, so I, you know, that, that, and that show was the first show I saw on, saw on Broadway. Oh, and it's always, my favorite. always yeah. been yep. such a, a classic for me, but. Me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's so funny you say that because like my, my oldest is six and mm-hmm. almost six and he just he's seen lots of shows recently because of what I've been doing. And he when he saw The Music Man, which is what I did at the high school this year, he had so many questions mm. about what he was watching and what they were saying and what the words meant and he picked up on so much stuff that I don't even think like general audience members ever even pick up right. on The Music Man like right away. He was like, "Mom, that guy's the bad guy. He's not actually a good guy. He's a bad guy." Oh my goodness. Like, oh my god. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, you know, it he to your point like you can be six and and the way words are said or pictures are made or things you see or the notes that are played can like really resonate with you and make you think about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful for it in my life, but I do, I want a resurrection of that. I, I, I need, yeah. I, I want better I hear that. and better I hear shows that. in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. So I don't know, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe the like silver lining of the writer's strike or whatever is that they're like, okay, we need to produce something, yeah. you know, that yeah. no one else can produce and that we, yes. you know, can really shine. And so maybe yeah. there's a, a silver lining to all of this. But, yes, um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. Um, so I'm going to ask you one more question, then I'll ask the same question I ask at the end of every interview. But, you okay. know, for parents that have young kids that are interested in theater, I mean, I know that people ask me all the time, 
you know, what do you recommend kids do if they want to go into theater? You know, what are the schools or what, you know, what's your best piece of advice to kids and parents that are looking down the path of, you know, a a theater? I think, um, you know, any exposure to seeing live theater on any scale, whether it's Broadway or New Canaan High School, um, is great. And I think that starting to like, you know, if your kid loves singing or has a big personality and you think maybe a good actor or loves dancing, you know, getting them into class, um, whether it's at the studio or somewhere else, um, is, is really important to, um, just to, to see it again, if they really do, enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. cause then, you know, from there you can advance and, and do private lessons and, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, if you're in, you know, middle school or high school and thinking about doing this for a career, um, you know, I don't, I know it's probably scary from a parent's perspective, <laughs> like send your kid <laughs> off to be an actor. Um, but I think that, you know, supporting them in, in whatever the choice may be, um, is, you know, that's what I hope to do. Um, that's what my parents did. Um, and just again, as much training as, as possible, like there's never enough training um, (laughs) because when you're not training, someone else out there is. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I think starting out, just getting the, the more, the more exposure, the better, and the more class and lessons, um, you know, the better as well. I mean, if they're really serious about it and, you know, want to have pursue the whole agent situation before, um, before they're adults, that's something that we can help with the studio as well. We have, um, I have a student who has an agent and a manager and, um, and you know, a lot of them there do. So it's definitely a thing that, that kids do out here, but it's a big, 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 big commitment and a big, uh, like life change for the family. It's Mm -hmm. not just, it's not just affecting the kid. Because of travel or? Yeah, travel and time commitment. And you're always going to be going into the city for Mm -hmm. auditions. And that just, you know, that's a whole new, it's like another job. It's like just another job, full-time job in the family. So it's, um, it's a big commitment. But if, you know, something that your kid's ready for and you're ready for, then, you know, plenty of, plenty of families do it and it's possible. But I would say it's not necessary and, um, mm-hmm. enjoy being a kid while you can. <laughs> right. I know. That's, I hear you. I'm with you on that. that. Goes way too fast. Yeah. There's plenty of time for agents and managers right. and go flirt so. with your crush at the, you know, stage crew party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So to end the interview, what is your favorite family tradition and why? Okay. I have two that I wanted to throw out because one is just like my insular immediate family. But um, a one tradition that we love is that every 
year on my kid's birthday, no matter whatever their age is, that's the number of donuts they get in the morning. Oh my goodness. So they're very, so we're starting to reach like a little bit high of a level, but, um, but they really look forward to that. They're like, oh, I'm turning five tomorrow, so I am going to get five donuts. And so that's, um, I think my like love of donuts has carried over into my children. So like, I enjoy it too. Um, but I do not get the number of donuts on my birthday because that right. would just be Maybe you too get much. those like little tiny yeah, the donuts. The little, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then one that I, I just always comes to mind is kind of a newer tradition, but my with my broader family on my mom's side, uh, or on my side, I guess I should say, um, for everyone's rehearsal dinner, the other siblings make this like epic video um for whoever's getting married and it's a the theme is always a secret and um who's involved is always a secret and it's like this big reveal on the rehearsal dinner night and um my brother started it for me almost 10 years ago and we've uh done it twice since and it's just it's involved like everyone in our extended family doing really silly things. Our last one was, um, themed by like with the office, the TV show. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, everyone was like dressed up as a character and doing a whole thing. <laughs> and so maybe I enforce upon my family, all the theatrical <laughs> <laughs> endeavors. I'm like directing the kids at the high school and directing these little movies for my family. But, um, but, but it's become such a thing and we really look forward to it. And it's just like a special, special, um, thing for whoever's getting married. So that's I one of our, that. our crazy family traditions. That yeah. is so fun. Yeah. That's great. I'm like jealous yeah. that my family didn't think of that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's great. So, so yeah. need, more, need more people getting married. And then, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Kate, yeah. thank you so much. This was so oh much gosh. fun. I'm thank glad you we for got having to chat. Yeah. 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 And I'll that. leave your, um, like studio details in the episode notes, just in case oh, yeah. anyone wants to. And I, can I say one more thing before yes, we go? Yes, I just do. did want to say that we have some um, exciting news. So very soon we will be announcing um, the launch of a production company right here in New Canaan. It's going to be called um, Connecticut Stage Company. And um, the woman who runs the studio, Laura Haskins, and I are the co-founders. And wow. we are, um, yeah, it's launching really soon. We're going to start with um, a concert version of Into the Woods at New Canaan okay. Library um, because this fall is the um, 20th anniversary of the studio. So we oh, wow. are, yeah, so we're um, going to be doing that, but we're launching a, a theater production company. So that's so exciting. So what is that? What's the, the mandate? Theater. <laughs> the theater yes. you want to see, right? <laughs> yes, please. Yes. So, so what's the mandate? Are you guys going to be, I mean, what it, you're writing your own shows or no, producing your own no. shows? We're, or, no. Okay. We'll be like producing, producing okay. the shows that we feel like, uh, the community needs and that's what, it. that's what okay. we want to do. So, um, All right. yeah. So that's that's coming. It's uh, very soon. So we'll, we're excited about that. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Or break a leg thank with you. that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank um, you, Kate. Thank you, Alex. <laughs>